0: Well, I'd written some orchestra pieces before, but I'd never had an orchestra like the CSO play. And the fact that Asa Pekka, who was just about as big a superstar in the in the music world, and and particularly in the new music world, because he's also an amazing composer, conducting. I mean, that was, was just walking on air. I mean, it was. And Baird just knew the parts so well. I mean, like a lot of my music is. It's a very difficult piece, and um, he had you know he just he just knew it so it was a remarkable experience i mean cuz it's such a it's a great sounding hall and it's it's the cso the sound of that orchestra was so overwhelming and and that i had you know been fortunate enough to you know write the piece that they were playing was was pretty extraordinary
1: composer james matheson talking about this extraordinary opportunity that he had to work with the chicago symphony orchestra on a new violin concerto to be conducted by essa pekka Salonen, and we're hearing a little bit of that concerto the second movement chacon this concerto was premiered in 2011 but it's just been released on a wonderful new disc welcome to relevant tones i'm seth bostead i'm going to play this concerto in its entirety Violin Concerto by James Matheson. This actually turned into a co-commission with the LA Philharmonic. So what an incredible opportunity for a composer. You think right away, you're starting to write a piece for the Chicago Symphony Orchestra with this great soloist, Baird Dodge, and then it becomes a co-commission. Now it's gonna be premiered also in Los Angeles. I mean, it's just amazing. I had a chance to sit down with Jim to ask him, how did this all come about?
0: Back in the early 90s, I guess it was 1991 going into 1992, I was roommates at Swarthmore College with Baird Dodge, who had just graduated. He had been a chemistry major at Swarthmore, actually, um, and he played in the college orchestra, but he was mainly a chemistry major. But once he graduated, he decided to play in some regional orchestras, and, and I was still, I was in my senior year there. And I he asked me for a piece, and so I wrote it for him, and we. Um, and then he played it a couple of times, and after uh, a year of, of sort of freelancing and whatever, he decided to go to uh, SUNY Stony Brook, where he studied violin, but also worked on viola. and And once he finished up a master's there, he decided to, on a lark, take a an audition with the Chicago Symphony. He took a viola audition. This is where the viola comes into play. And he got into the viola section of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. And viola wasn't his main instrument and he was a chemistry major. And it was just, it was really kind of shocking to, I think mostly to him, but to, to all of us. I mean, you know, that didn't seem to be the path that he was on. But as he was, after he was there for a couple of years in the viola section, there was an opening in the second violins. And so he decided to take that audition. And then um, he got it, he got the gig, and so he moved into the second violins, and then after a couple of years, the principal second violin left, and they had a bit of a, a vacuum there for a year or two, but when all was said and done, he was principal second of the CSO, which was just, it was just such an unconventional path to that kind of position, um, but at that point, he knew that he'd be allowed to play a concerto every few years, and, and we really started getting serious about the possibility of, of a concerto from me, for him, um, coming to fruition. Meanwhile, you know, through my my former teacher and mentor, Stephen Stuckey, had started to develop a, a relationship with the L.A. Phil, he... Programmed a piece of mine on a a Green Umbrella concert out there, and Esapekka Salonen was in the audience, and and I guess he responded to the music, and so at some point, you know, a year or two after that, Esapekka was in Chicago conducting the CSO, and Baird went up to him and approached Baird approached him about, you know, the possibility of him conducting this concerto, which at that point was you know a theoretical concerto, and Esapekka signed on. That's composer James Matheson
1: telling us the story about how this violin concerto came about. It's a really incredible story in my mind and how he got not one, but two great premieres. And as I've said, this has been released on a CD. So I wanna play the first movement, Caprice, in just a moment. But first here's Jim to tell us a little bit more about the structure, because this is a big movement. I was curious why he chose to
0: write that way. When I would write a piece, and when I, still when I do, write a piece that has multiple movements, I like the idea of there being one one really meaty, substantial movement, and then the, the the other two movements together sort of add up to approximately the length of the first movement. So there's a, still a sense of balance, of rough evenness between the first movement and the second and third movements together, especially with a fast movement, like, you know, third movements often are, and I, I often follow that sort of tradition. Um the psychological time and the, the actual time are very different from from a slow movement i mean a 6 minute slow movement can feel of approximately the same heft as like a 3 or 4 minute fast movement just because of the density of information that's flowing so so this it started it really works for me as a sort of way of proportioning things to have a big first movement and then a second and third that together add up to about the weight of the first
1: once again, that's composer James Matheson telling us a little bit more about the form and structure of the violin concerto, especially the first movement, which we're about to hear. Here is Esa-Pekka Salonen conducting the Chicago Symphony Orchestra in Caprice, the first movement of violin concerto by James Matheson. The soloist is Baird Dodge. large scale work for violin and orchestra the first movement of a new violin concerto by composer James Matheson it's titled Caprice. When I hear Caprice, I think of a light air, <laughs> a shorter piece, and yet this is a 15-minute work, and it has light moments, of course, but it's a monumental work, at least in terms of scale as well. Some fantastically difficult passages performed with aplomb by Bear Dodge, the soloist, for whom it was also written, and we're hearing him perform with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Esa-Pekka and they make it sound so easy, and yet this is monumental music. This is a big piece. I think it could almost stand alone, but there are two movements coming after it that will counterbalance it in the violin concerto. It's great music by James Matheson and a wonderful performance on this new CD. We're going to hear now the second movement, Chaconne, and this is the music with which I opened the program today, but now we'll play it in its entirety. A chaconne is a repeated harmonic pattern. If you think of Paco Bell's canon, it's actually a chaconne. So you have an idea in your mind of what that's like. It's repeated harmonic patterns. The melody over the top may change, but the underpinning stays the same throughout the piece. But that's not the only thing that's happening in the second movement. There's another
0: technique that the composer decided to use as well. I wanted to write it sort of a traditional second movement, which is, say, a slow movement, something lyrical. Baird had suggested the possibility of... Building a movement around double stops, um, around you know the violinist playing two notes at a time, which often means you know some fairly complicated things going on in the violinist's left hand as they sort of change as he as he changes harmonies and, and sort of in the middle of phrases and essentially creates counterpoint. It also had sort of a sonic richness to it. So the the, the piece is actually laid out as a chaconne, which is to say that there's a, a harmonic sequence that is repeated over and over again. In a traditional chaconne, the, the harmonic progression usually remains more or less the same throughout. In mine, I think every, every time the chaconne sequence happens, it goes through the circle of fifths, essentially. So it, it's transposed up a perfect fifth every time it, it happens. So eventually it ends up back in the same place. That's composer James Matheson
1: talking about the second movement of his violin concerto and especially this decision to use double stops in the violin part. That's where the violinist is instructed to play two notes at once, to stop two strings at the same time with his left hand. This is not necessarily a difficult technique, and yet when there's only double stops in the piece, it can be very difficult to make smooth transitions between them but the violinist Baird Dodge does a wonderful job. Here he is, Baird Dodge, once again with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, Esapekka Salonen conducting to perform Chaconne, the second movement of violin concerto by James Matheson. Beautiful music by James Matheson. The traditional concerto form is always slow and beautiful, and he's done a great job. He's also using double stops in the violin part. We heard a lot of those wonderful harmonies that Baird Dodge is playing in the piece. And the piece is a chaconne, a repeated harmonic pattern that happens 12 times over the course of the piece. Baird Dodge was performing with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and we heard Esa-Pekka Salonen conducting Chaconne by James Matheson. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. On today's program, I'm featuring a wonderful new CD, Violin Concerto Recording by James Matheson, with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, Baird Dodge's soloist, and Esa Pekka Salonen conducting. To subscribe to our podcast, for streaming versions of this and all previous episodes, or for a complete playlist of the music you've heard, you can visit RelevantTones.com. I'm playing all of a new piece for violin and orchestra on the program today. It is a violin concerto by James Matheson has a very interesting origin story if you heard the beginning of the program he went to school with the violin soloist Bear Dodge, who is now the principal second violin for the Chicago Symphony Orchestra although he got into the CSO as a violist, which is kind of interesting, and when James knew him in college, he was a chemistry major, so kind of an interesting story there, he wasn't necessarily sure he was going to go into music at all, and then he becomes a professional violist, his second instrument for the CSO eventually making the switch to violin and becoming. I mean the principal violin of the second violin section which is just an incredible trajectory and then now as a principal of the orchestra is the power to commission concerti and do solos and things and so he works with Jim to make this piece the violin concerto they're in between conductors of the CSO so they get Esa Pekka Salonen as guest conductor I mean it's just kind of this fairy tale story for a composer and it's a wonderful piece and it's just been released actually that live performance I should mention that that live performance from the CSO the world premiere is what has been released on a new disc and so I'm playing the whole piece on the program today. We heard the first movement, Caprice, and the second movement, Chaconne, in the first half of the program. And I'm going to play for you now the third movement, Dance. But I did have the chance to talk with Jim about the piece. And here are a couple of words about the third movement.
0: In that movement, rhythm is a big one. I kind of treat the the lower strings, and the strings in general, as a percussion instrument in that movement. They do a lot of what are called Bartok pizzicatos, where they they pluck the string, but they don't just pluck it, they, they, they actually pinch the string between their, their first finger and their thumb and pull it away from the fingerboard so that there's a snap that happens. And particularly in the basses and cellos, that is a very powerful sound. And so, sort of throughout the movement, um, one hears this percussive sound coming from the strings and the, the syncopations and things really kind of make that, that movement, they make it work.
1: As composer James Matheson talking about the third and final movement of his piece. It's called a Dance. It's about four minutes long. It is super, super fast. And you'll hear what he's talking about, the so-called Bartok Pits, where they pull the, the string back so hard that it makes this percussive sound. You'll have no doubt about where that is in the piece. It's a wonderful section in this movement. Here is Esapek Salonen again to lead the Chicago Symphony Orchestra with Baird Dodge as soloist in Dance, the third movement of Violin Concerto by James Matheson. Thank <laughs> you. the exciting finale, the third movement of Violin Concerto by James Matheson. It's called Dance. It's an incredibly virtuosic part for the solo violin and for the orchestra as well. It's so rhythmic. I love all those pizzicato, the Bartok pizzicato snaps in the strings, where they pull the string back as hard as they can until it hits the wooden soundboard with this thwap kind of sound. It's, it's really an amazing effect in the last movement there. We heard the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Esa Pekka Salonen, and the violin soloist, working very, very hard, was Baird Dodge, for whom the piece was also written. This, by the way, is a live recording. It just came out. This was the world premiere recording in Chicago. They got the rights, they got the ability to release that, and it has just come out, so I play the entire violin concerto on the program today. Music of James Matheson. Also on this new release is a large-form string quartet by James Matheson. It's very similar in some ways to the violin concerto, at least in terms of form and structure. It's a big first movement, and then the second and third movements kind of go together to balance out the first movement. I had a chance to talk with Jim about this string quartet as well.
0: The first movement is largely about descent. Um, also both, both in terms of you know, sort of the spirit of the piece, and literally what's going on harmonically. Um, but it goes, it goes, all, like it, it does many things. I, it's always interesting for me constructing these these larger movements because I tend to do things that are, I don't, I don't build a narrative per se into my music. It's never meant to tell a story. I still kind of am, am absolute music y in in a fairly basic way. But there's a narrative sense to it. It's it's as if there were a story behind it, but there isn't. It has a sort of wandering quality, but there's always a sense of inevitability. So that even though it's wandering, there is always a sense that it's not wandering in ways that are random, but that are guided by a sense of trying to build expectations and then either subvert or fulfill them. That's James Matheson talking about the string quartet he wrote, which is included
1: on this new release. We're going to hear the first movement, taut, energetic, and it's a bit of a pun. It's not taut, t a u t, like tight or tightly constructed. It is taut, as in t a u g h t. So a bit of a pun from the composer there. Taut, energetic. This movement is about 18 minutes long. We're going to hear the whole thing. It's a great performance by the Colorfield Quartet, and that includes Baird Dodge, who we just heard as the violin soloist in the concerto, with Gina DeBello on violins, Wei Jing Wang, viola, and Yi Xin, cello. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> It's the first movement of String Quartet by James Matheson, taut, energetic, a big work, very similar to the Violin Concerto. Here again, we have a first movement that could really stand alone. I feel like it's its own musical universe in some ways, and yet there are two other movements that serve as a counterbalance to it, but we don't have time, unfortunately, to hear them on the program today. However, the album is available. There's a link to purchase it on our website at relevanttones.com. That performance of Taut Energetic was by the Colorfield Quartet, comprised of Baird Dodge and Gina DeBello, violins, Weijing Wang viola, and Yi Xin cello. Relevant Tones has been produced by Sarah Zwinkless, and additional production help provided by Rebecca Neistat. Relevant Tones is made possible by the generous support of the Aaron Copland Fund for Music and the listener supporters of WFMT. I'm Seth Bosted from the WFMT Radio Network, Chicago.